Let's go. Let's go. Talk about the book that we missed like <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> Not even, I don't know how long ago we read. Who knows? Who knows? It's a mystery to me now. But the book we um, impressively had no idea about until. How did you find out about this? It was on a table at Indigo. Oh. And I looked at the the cover because it was a hardcover, and I was like, hmm, that looks a lot like the uh like the the Cruel Prince artwork. And then I like looked at the author and I was like, oh, it's the same author. Then I read the back and I was like, hmm, it's the same <laughs> universe too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same characters. What? <laughs> yeah that was i didn't even know what to do when i read that text i was like oh well i was excited i was excited but also very disappointed in myself yeah that was, that was a surprising low for us i think in this podcast i agree Anywho, um, do you have a bevy? A little bit of water. Nice. And you? I have a bubbly, but it's in a glass with ice. Very so I was fancy. Mm-hmm. Who are you? And not just any ice either. When I last went to Indigo, there was like a clearance of a lot of stuff because it was after Christmas and they had those little ball ice cube trays. Ooh. It's it's nice ice. It's fancy ice. I'm happy for you. Thank you. We need uh-huh. every ounce of joy we can get. Hmm? Every ounce of joy we can get is a win. <laughs> it's the little things. It really is. I love my little ball ice cubes. Yeah, there are definitely some things that just like bring me deep joy and I'm like, it's, it's also something about the fact that they're little, you know? I think big yeah. big big ball ice cubes wouldn't have the same. Or like one big ball. You know what? I do like one big ball of ice too. One big ball of ice is good, but I like many little balls of ice. I think it can be really little or big. It's like medium-sized ice is a bit boring, you know? Yeah, it's a little... This is a weird topic. <laughs> Yep, we can cut that out. Um, why we can, we can just move past it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, delete that. Um, <laughs> this is this is the quality content that people don't realize we cut out a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll keep it in just so that people can know that people can really <laughs> appreciate my editing skills. How much you have to take out? Uh, <laughs> do you have a reason for drinking other than your tiny eyes? Um, no, maybe. I haven't thought of one. Really. I feel like I'm really excited for all of the books that are happening in in this season. So I'm like, I have a zest for life when it comes to the podcast right now. Um, I'll plan, 
I mean, you obviously know this, but planning a Vegas trip for my birthday this year, and I'm I'm getting pretty pretty hyped on that. The more things kind of like fall into place and become a little more like we're in like we're past the idea phase and kind of into the planning phase. So I'm excited. Are you also excited because you are invited and you will be there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never been to Vegas. Me either. I actually maybe I have been just as like not an adult, you know. Like right. I think I've been there as like a kid, but obviously Vegas as a like 14 year old is not the same as Vegas <laughs> as someone who's over 21. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I'm excited. Me too. And, <clears throat> and do you have a reason for drinking? Um. Ooh, my uh, grades came out today. Not today mm-hmm. for the listeners, but today for me personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I passed. Very important. Um, but also the class I did the best in was my six hour final exam that I panicked submitted after typing for six hours straight and I was like that was a dumpster fire I need to like never think of that again um and turns out I did actually quite well because most of these most of my classes are 100% final so like it just depends Mm -hmm. on the final what my grade was um so yeah that was a risky game um but it turned out well and that's why I drink nice Oh my god. Also, I guess I have way more reasons why I drink than um, anticipated, but I guess I'll tell the listeners this too. I have a goal set for myself because I think everyone who's been listening to the podcast for a while knows that I'm like atrocious and I have the worst dating life. Um, <laughs> but I have I've set a goal for myself where I'm going to try to go on one date every month and just like put myself out there more and embrace single life in a different way um and now that it's mid-january i'm like god damn it (laughs) yeah you're gonna get on that you can't stop at the first month you have to do it (laughs) i did i did put myself on the apps i am talking to some people so we shall see what becomes of that obviously i'm also not going to be like um hello man who i met on a dating app i need to go on a date by the end of this month you know so I think I'm gonna try to make it like an average of one date a month so 12 dates in the year but like an average of one date a month you know just in case because obviously I can't just like force people (laughs) to take me on date you could always ask them out yeah I feel like that should be one of one of the dates the true challenge put yourself out there I have asked people out before. I've just never, I've just always been rejected. <laughs> it's not that I've never done it, Katrina. Okay, apologies. <laughs> that was so rude. <laughs> we don't have to share that with the world. <laughs> oh, 
I hate you so much. Obviously, we can cut this out. Who? Just like one. Like obviously, never anyone relevant because they rejected me. (laughs) I wouldn't have like told you their names and stories. Oh, but like Johnny, a a guy named Dakota. But like people you meet on the street, or are you like meeting them on the apps, or both? You've you're really someone you've met on the streets. Yes, that's pretty impressive, actually. Thank you. I mean, not act. It's a. It's not impressive if it doesn't actually get anywhere. I don't think. I think it is. I don't know. I don't think I would have the guts to ask someone out. Just like point blank on the that I just met on the street. No. Well. That conversation took a turn. I was not expecting that answer, actually. <laughs> Look at I, you. <laughs> I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> Why? Because I didn't know. <laughs> it's just like the way you were phrasing things was really rubbing salt in the wound for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I've just always been rejected. And you're like, okay, let's talk about it. Well, I'm like, okay, let me actually dig into that. I'm like, tell me about these rejections. I'm like, let's open these wounds. Rub some dirt in it. Um, Rub some dirt in it. Great movie. Such a good movie. She's the man for those listening who don't understand the reference. Watch it and have your life be forever changed. Classic. Um, Anyways, let's get into this book and stop talking about my dating life. <laughs> yeah, 12, 12 dates a year. <laughs> Good job. Okay. <laughs> oh, segue into the stolen air. Speaking of dates, um, <laughs> no, I can't segue out of that, actually. Oh my god. I don't think we need a segue. Let's just let's just abruptly change topics for my own sanity. Um, do you have anything spoiler free to say about this book? Um, as we have mentioned several times, this is in the same universe <laughs> as <laughs> Cruel Prince series. It follows uh well, as the title says, the stolen air. Um mm-hmm. wow i've already forgotten i knew i was gonna forget everything right away what it's from the perspective i don't know i don't want to say too much about the cruel prince you know it's from the perspective of a character who isn't very um like doesn't have a lot going on in the cruel prince series but it's still there but it's yeah. still there. And like the the characters in the Cruel Prince series, like some of them are there, some of them are mentioned. Like it is the same universe and like the same. Like a lot of them are like friends or family or affiliated in some way to the main to the main characters of the Cruel Prince series. Yeah. And it's it's like a different and not a different timeline, sorry. It's further down the timeline. It is further down the timeline. You so definitely like, can't 
Well, you can, but I don't think you should read this book if you haven't read The Cruel Prince. Yeah, it would spoil some of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, definitely read the trilogy before this book. Yeah, but it's not like you need to. If you just wanted to read this book, you could also do that. Yeah, I just don't think it would be as good. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't, you don't really get like character descriptions for some of these yeah. people. They're just kind of like offhand mentioned. So, um, yeah, yeah, same world, same world. I really liked it. Uh, actually, I think it was like it was very, um, just like good. You know what I mean? For I'd, I'd say like the first half of the book. Is, is this considered a novella? No, this is definitely a novel. What am I thinking of? There's something we're reading that's a novella. Irrelevant. Um, something we will read? Like something... Yeah, I think it's in the... I don't know. There's something I'm thinking of that I know I read was a novella. And I was like, oh. Um, was it Assassin's Blade, the series of novellas from Throne of Glass? No. Definitely not Frost and Starlight. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Point being. Yeah, well, actually, I don't have a point. I don't know where I was going with that. It's I, I really don't have that much to say that's spoiler-free. Because I feel like I'm going to accidentally spoil Cruel Prince. Or spoil this book. That's fair. I mean, I would say it was an easy read. It's obviously like it's YA. Um, quite so short. I read it quite, Yeah, it was quite short. It was quite like it's not a short book. Like it is relatively thick. Um, but just it was pretty fast paced. The writing was easy to read. So I think like I read it really quickly and I yeah. enjoyed it. I didn't like super duper enjoy it until I would say three quarters of the way to the end is when things started to really kind of ramp up for me. Um, but I will say the ending was really good and definitely, I mean, I think either way I would have been wanting to read the second book in this duology. Yeah, it does. It feels like a very simple story. Mm-hmm. And like the plot itself felt, I'm I, like I'm not saying the books we read are complicated, obviously, but like, is so, something about this book was just like less complicated than most. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like it was very linear, mm-hmm. a linear story. Mm-hmm. It was nice to read this after um, reading Iron Flame for me because I was quite annoyed with a lot of things in Iron Flame and it was nice to read something that was like simple but also done well that's kind of how that's kind of how I feel about this book and I also will say you mentioned I think with the Cruel Prince um that you when you picture it you picture very like Narnia vibes and ever since you said that like that's kind of how I picture it too and I really like that kind of vibe 
Like, obviously, the story follows Faye, so does the Cruel Prince trilogy. But it's just very different than, like, the... kind of, like, intimidating and, like, more mature Faye from Sarah J. Mass's universe. Like, it's very... I would argue this is whimsical in a very real sense, not the uh... <laughs> Warren whimsy sense. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. It it feels Narnia. Mm-hmm. It was nice. I really liked it. But uh, what would you give it out of 10? I'd probably give it a solid 7. I think it was chilling at around a six for a while. Like there just wasn't really much going on that I like, for example, I read it on the ferry. And so I didn't have any like notes with me, but I remember thinking like I did that. I didn't really need them for the first half of the book. It wasn't. Until, and even then I really don't have that much notes. Like, I think this is going to be a pretty short episode at least because I just don't have a lot to say about it, but and... did you mute? Okay. <laughs> Just neither do I. You could have said that out loud. It was a secret. Um, okay. I was leaving suspense for the audience. They would find out. Neither do I. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know why I did that. Um, What's your rating? I'd honestly maybe agree. Like it, it was fun to read, and I think that's why it's probably a seven. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It wasn't anything special, so I'm like, should I lower it? But also, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was just good vibes. It was, I, I just like to be. I just like to be in a fantasy world in my mind, and this book accomplished that. And it was like very. I liked the characters too. Like I really enjoyed the characters. It, it's kind of cute I think yeah it's again it's probably because it's uh YA and we are at an, an older age when <laughs> this is actually gonna go straight into the spoilers can I just start I'll just say before we get into the spoilers that I think it was it was young without being childish that's what I would say. That's how I would like overall whimsical. Whimsical. That's what I'm saying. Whimsical, but word. without the war. Whimsy without the war. <laughs> yeah, spoiler, there is no war. <laughs> um Okay, now now you can do your point. Get into the spoilers. Yeah, I was just gonna say having like the two main characters that you follow in this book are quite young. They're mm-hmm. like 17 18 um and i think part of what makes this story kind of cute rather than anything else is the fact that i'm like at least i feel so far removed from that age where it's Mm -hmm. not like oh like you guys are into each other like that kind of vibe it's nothing like romantic it's more just like oh Look at these kids. I a very big turning point for me in this book was like for me when Oak kind of started showing his true colors 
throughout the book and being a little more vicious, like specifically like when we find out that Oak like chooses not to fight when he can avoid it because he's only been trained to kill. Cause obviously Maddox and Jude are the two people who like raised him at, when it comes to like a fighting sense. So like, I like, I don't know. I like the concept of a character who like can be vicious, but chooses not to be and like uses their viciousness for good, not evil. I realize it's, it's always the character description. <laughs> um, the, you may or may not agree with me on this one. It's vibes. I know not visual. I get that Oak has like horns and hooves. I know. <laughs> Hear me out. He gives me a song of Achilles, Achilles vibes. Okay. That's, to me, visually, they're the same. Yeah, for me, not so much. For me, I can't, maybe it's because you mentioned Narnia, but I can only picture like a a more attractive Tumnus. (laughs) Like Tumnus, but with Riz. Yeah, so the horns and the hooves thing, I completely ignore for the entire book. I'm not going to lie. Like, I accept that he has them, and then I just gone. Cool. I, like I think I see the horns. Head. I don't really picture the... the Because the... he always wears pants anyways, I think, for the most part. I guess you didn't pick up on that, but he does wear pants a lot. So I just don't really, but I do picture the horns. The horns stay for me. Just little guys though. Yeah, no, he turns into Achilles. Okay. (laughs) Basically immediately. (laughs) Uh, I do like. Go. I I just said I was going like kind of right up to the top. I do like how like the story blends with the Cruel Prince. Like there was bits and pieces of the Cruel Prince series from like a perspective that you don't hear in the Cruel Prince that you then Mm -hmm. get in this book. And that even me still remembered from the Cruel Prince. Me too. Because there's like enough description in this book about like the scene and what was happening, and you're like, hmm. oh, thank you. So I like that it's it was not also like big, you know? Yeah, it was also like from impactful moments in the Cruel Prince, not like oh, remember this really like this one interaction from book one. It's like no, this was like like it's usually like here's a big moment from this book from a different perspective like I like I didn't really need to think too hard to remember kind of what was going on yeah what I wanted to ask you is at what point did you think or did you ever think that oh I forget her name Ren yeah did you think that Ren had Meleth's heart literally never (laughs) really (laughs) i was up until the point like when oak lies about it and i was like how's that even possible 
and then and then when Ren is like, oh, maybe like the the carcass that Oak showed me was a trick for me. And I was like, oh, is Oak still messing with her? And I was just like thinking it through. Um, yeah, no. Did not did not occur to me. Even as they were like spelling it out, I was like, so you mean <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what point did you? Um, when Oak finds out, essentially. <laughs> Basically when because you know how they were granted access to like travel to that witch? Yeah. So that they could find out where Mela's heart was hidden. I don't know. I just I just put the pieces together because he comes back and he's like. Melis because he's like upset like he's very clearly upset and he's like Melis heart is not in a place lady nor is likely to find it nor should we waste our time looking for something we can't get and then after that happens he tries to convince Ren to not travel with them anymore yeah no I, I read the same parts you did yep <laughs> did not connect the dots cool I was just like, oh, it must be really well hidden. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. It was. Um, so, like, you weren't wrong either. Thank you for that. <laughs> and then I think, like, throughout the book, there was just a lot of things confirming for me that she had Meleth's heart like the fact that she was made out of snow I just I really like the magic in this book there's something about the magic in this book that's like I feel like I feel like it's just more present like I feel like more consistently magic is used I think it's a very clear like point in the book. Mm -hmm. Like it's not ever meant to be non-magical. Everything is magic. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I I think I mentioned this uh with the cruel prince as well, but I really like that the Fae can't lie in this universe. Mm. I also do. But I feel like I'm so used to just, like, trickery in, like, the fae universes that I'm like, is this a lie? Can they actually? And they're just, like, telling non-fae that they can't. Um, so that that was, that's my constant thought. But, I mean, like, when at least like for this book it's from the perspective of someone who is fae and she's constantly terrified of getting yeah, caught like this one i'm like okay probably but you know i just assume there's loopholes there is but like it's i feel like less so than in other fae books that we've read yeah because like even when she thinks that oak lied about having the heart or 
whatever and she's like no but she's like but but he can't be lying so it's like what is he doing like how was he able to get those words to be said i just think it adds a layer like an onion indeed oh okay i'm confused okay (laughs) did you pick up on the fact that oak was Locke's half-brother i think yes based on the parents and then the killing i think yes yeah, it was just, it was weird to me. It threw me off a little bit because that technically means that Oak's sister married her, like, half-brother once removed or something? Familial. It was familial. It was a familial marriage. What is it with the books we read? Emily. <laughs> You know, I did not pick up on that. <laughs> because because I just kind of accepted it and moved on. I didn't accept it, or nor did I move on. I held on to that because technically her and Oak are also half siblings. So then Oak is also half brother with Locke. Which means I think she married her half brother like once removed or twice removed. Wait, so if they're... Because none of them are stepbrothers like, or sisters. Like, they're all somewhat related. Because Oak and Locke are related through their... Mom? Yeah. And... No. No. Through the... Through no. Matic? No, through Dang. Dang. Yes. Who is Dane again? Where is his family? The royal family. Hmm. Which is why Oak is the heir to the throne. <laughs> Got it. But I mean to, like, Locke. Dane and Locke. What is their relation? Nothing, I don't think. Okay. From what I remember. Okay, but Dane. Because I think Locke lived with his mom. And his mom slept with Dane. And then had Oak? Yes. Okay. And then... Where's Maddox and... That oh, wait, guy? no. Then Oak... Oak and Terrence... <laughs> oh, my... Okay, wait, keep going. I think that means Oak and Taryn aren't related. By any blood. Taryn? The girl who married Locke. Jude's sister. Oh. Is Jude related? Obviously, if Taryn isn't, then Jude isn't. They're twins. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, you said Taryn so specifically instead of Jude. And I was like, why would you pick the side character? 
because she's the one who married Locke. There was something else going on. I was like, I'm getting. I think I got it. Okay. Oak and Locke are related through Dane, who was in the royal family. However, they are not related by blood to Jude and Taryn. Or is it their mom that they're related by? Because I, for some reason, thought Maddox was Oak's dad. But he isn't? Well, I'm going to Google a family tree. Who is... I also will Google this. <laughs> I, I googled cruel prince family tree. Went to images and I saw one with photos. I clicked on it. And it's just a royal family. <laughs> oh, I think I see. No, but that doesn't make sense. Because then how is he? That's not a family tree. That's just a tree. Okay. Well, according to this one, Ooh. Maddox and Oriana had oak. But that's not true. Maybe it is true. Oh, hold on. Okay, I found a TikTok and she starts off by saying trying to figure out Oak's family tree is a full-time job. So I think she gets it and she's going to spell it out for us. These two. Okay. Okay, ready? We're good. Basically, Oak is not related to any of them. And neither is Locke. So we don't have to worry. Okay. It is Oak's half-brother, but Oak is not related to the sisters by blood he just grew up with them oh okay great news <laughs> great news no familial business <laughs> love to hear it you know when there was a point when um oak i think they were with like the the trolls or the giants i forget what like I think they were trolls. I think they were. Um, but when Oak, like, drank all of the poisoned liquid, I thought it was going to be because Jude was, like, teaching him. Me too. I thought that was going to come back. I thought it was going to come back too, but it turns out he's just very resistant to poisons because of his mom. I'm not going to pretend to understand Oak's family tree. Yeah. We're just, something I'm, about mushrooms, that's why. Something about mushrooms. Or no, he was born, I remember, he was born with the mushroom poison in his mother's system. Oh. So he developed an immunity. Right. I remember now. I really, I really enjoyed lady nor's character just because she was like actually super super evil you know i liked that she wasn't just a soft evil you like the full-on evil yeah like when we go into her bedroom and she's like she realizes that the reason her bedroom is red is because it's like human bodies yeah, that was a bit that was hear me out this book is like obviously I said it was kind of like child 
child like vibes like it's it's youthful it's a Mm -hmm. cute book the ending the vibe completely changes like there was it's like it's gory yeah i was feeling a little sick reading it (laughs) like jesus honestly i was just about to say the same thing because it's like yeah i felt like this book was just like an easy cute little book for a while and then the end was happening and i was like oh the queen's bedroom is just covered in human bodies and then when i know i have it sticky noted but like we can just talk about it now but when ren gets her tongue cut out oh my god that was what i was talking about that was disgust i was like it was like graphic it was actually it was gross i did not like it at all um I was shocked. Like the shock value was there, especially considering the whimsy that we were having for most of this book. Yeah, it just, it honestly feels like the book did like a complete 180 at like a certain point and then it just got dark. Um but I it was specifically the ending that I think both you and I liked. So apparently we liked that. I think I just liked it because it, it like the shock value worked for me like it was it was really well done like it it did it for some reason it somehow still didn't feel super out of place in this book even though it was like a completely like different vibe yeah it was actually but it was horrible i hated it i didn't expect it to be as graphic as it was and then it just kind of kept going because obviously like she didn't get healed and so like she was just bleeding in her mouth and it, I was like, oh my god. Like I actually out with, as she's bleeding out through her mouth. It was very gross. Like it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot to handle. But kind of in that same vein when it comes to like the switch of vibe. I'm at, I'm at the very end right now, by the way. Okay. Don't know if you have any other anything to say. <laughs> Apparently not. I loved, like, once we kind of got past the goriness, I really liked Ren's character development, even though she kind of develops into, like, not quite an evil character, but definitely just, like, a, like, a dark, like, she's not nice, she's kind of, like, vengeful, like, but I liked it. It was, it was character growth, but in a in an unexpected way. Yeah. And like when she like loses it on her mom. Being like, I want you dead. And it's like, like she just goes full on. As soon as she commanded her not to say anything. And I was like, oh, it's happening. I know. I just like, I... Because I really liked Oak. I like Oak. I I really like Oak. Like, way more than I liked Ren during this book. Maybe not way, but more. Uh, Also, kind of a sidetrack. This one part of the book, it just made me think of us, like, hating on books we read and then talking for, like, 40 minutes. Not 40 minutes, like, 40 hours. (laughs) It's when Oak is, like... That you never stop being angry. It can be brave to hate. Sometimes it's like hope. <laughs> I was like, 
I don't know if I'd call us favorite line. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. I don't think I've ever read that. Yep. I liked that. I loved that line. That was my favorite line in the book. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) I had one other, but. But but, um, I did not anticipate Ren turning on Oak. No. It broke my heart. This ending was so good. <laughs> it was shocked and that, that she wouldn't listen. I was like, but also good for you. Yeah. Everyone's mean to Ren. I know. But not Oak, though. That's the thing. I don't think Oak is deserving of... Uh, not not to this extent, though. But you know he was sneaky. He was sneaky. But, like, he was sneaky to protect her. Yeah, I I didn't expect it at all. Like I didn't, I didn't, could not have guessed the ending. I could not. Have, it, this was very Wicked King. <laughs> in ending, where mm-hmm. I just like at no point did I think this was going to happen. But I liked it. And now I now I'm like so invested to see what happens with Ren and Oak. I was like, I'm sorry, you guys aren't friends now. Tell me what happens. Oh my god. Beyond just like not friends, they're like enemies now. Like he's oh my god. And when she like tells him to get on his knees and like and oh my god. It was all too much for me. It's so much Warren Whimsy. <laughs> so much... Do you have anything else to add? No. But I do have a favorite line. Nice. What's yours? Uh, I thought it was beautiful. Um, <laughs> that was that. Maybe I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity to be my worst self. I was like, hmm. That's also good. My other one, since you already said my 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 most favorite. Um, But it was my greatest weakness has always been my desire for love. It is a yawning chasm within me. And the more I reach for it, the more easily I am tricked. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. You have a favorite character? Well, like I like Oak, obviously. I don't like. It's not like a deep love for any of these characters that I got out of this book. I just like them, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think I would pick Oak though. Although I'm I'm more interested in Ren. Yes. Like I, I care f- about what's gonna happen with Ren more than I care about Oak. Mm-hmm. But Oak is just he didn't do anything evil. <laughs> I feel like I feel like for the majority of this book, I liked Oak's character more because I found his character a little bit more interesting than Ren's. Like, Ren was very subdued until the very end of the book. So I'm excited to see where Ren's character goes. But, like, throughout this book, I didn't really care much, like, for her. Yeah, fair enough. She only got, like, cool towards the end. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think Oak was constantly, like, showing a little more depth and... I was more surprised by like Oak was kind of having like small character developments throughout the book and then Ren had like one big one at the end. Yeah. So and I liked Oak's like small little 
kind of where you learn a little bit more about what he's like. I'm what very intrigued. It only took us a, a little while to get to it, but I'm glad we did. <laughs> and I remember actively, because we didn't know, we fucked up again, but we didn't know it was a duology either. We thought it was just yeah. a standalone. At what point, or I guess I, I told you before, never mind, but I was like almost done the book. Like we were at um, Lady Nora's castle and I was like, there's no way that this gets wrapped up. <laughs> And it doesn't. It does not. <laughs> so the could you imagine if that was just the end? That would be so unfair. <laughs> I would hate it. I would hate it too. This book would be a two. <laughs> yeah, tell me the ending. <laughs> I'd be like, no, you must keep writing Holly Black. And she did. And she did. And we will read it probably next season. I forget when it comes out, but I think it comes out in May. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so excited. Very excited. So excited. Okay. Well. Anything else to add? That's it for me. Nice. Me too. I feel like why you can't you say, say it for once? <laughs> I, I was gonna say I feel like you always say it. Is this like a thing now? You will switch it up every time. It would be nice not to be so so relied on. Sometimes I say the socials. I do the editing. You work hard. I work so hard. <laughs> you promote. <laughs> I I post to the Instagram. Sometimes I haven't posted in like. A million years but that's okay but it exists it does exist <laughs> fine i'll say it <laughs> well speaking of existing if you want to see <laughs> what it is that hasn't been posted on in a hot minute it's at book Betty's. Um and bookbevies at gmail.com for longer email inquiries. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Katrina is so mad at me. <laughs> Took my thunder. <laughs> I'm stopping this recording. <laughs> Hard stop. Okay, bye. <laughs>